Hi friends, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe and we are here almost every Thursday uh, talking to you about business and life and balance and health and all the good things, entrepreneurship, the hustle, the heart, all that. If it's your first time listening, uh, we've been recording now for about five years, so definitely go back and listen to some of our later episodes. Um, But yeah, welcome. And if you've been with us the whole time, we love you. We are happy to chat with you again. And we are going to be talking today about New Year's goals and planning. Um, So I'm excited. I love planning at the beginning of the year. I don't like put too much pressure on myself because it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a day. But I also love a reason to get organized because I'm a Capricorn. What what can I say? Also, 2021 is right around the corner. So you did it. If you are listening to this, you have like a couple more days and you should be, or you're already in 2021. So hi, welcome to the future. How's it going over there? Let us know. Yes. Um, Ooh, so excited. We're out of 2020. It's so surreal to be done with the year that also, changed if you're listening the world. To this, I'm probably either driving to DC or, or already living in DC um which yeah so i'll be living in the dmv so i'm it's too soon i don't want to talk about it because i'm devastated (laughs) i'm about to go through i am a florida girl i've i was born and raised in orlando i've lived all over central florida but never lived anywhere else except for like a brief time when i was a baby i lived in baltimore but i don't remember it um so i'm gonna go through like a real winter And yeah, your girl is a little nervous. I love winter. Like I've spent a lot of time in winter, but I think there's a big difference when you're visiting a place and you're like, you know, just like going to coffee shops and going and hanging out with friends and whatever sightseeing versus like, oh, I need to wake up and walk my dog or, you know, just like do your day to day um, adulting tasks and do that while it's winter out. So I'm a little bit nervous. Um, So yeah, feel free to like, just send me unsolicited advice about how to winter because your girl does not know. Okay. Like I, I really, I truly don't. I saw it snowing. What was like the first day that it snowed? In it was like last week. Whatever. Yeah. When I saw that I was, <laughs> and my, my high school choir teacher lives um, in the County over from where we're going to be. Um, so he's actually helped us with stuff with, you know, figuring out like where to apply and schools to pick and stuff like that. He's been super helpful, which has been amazing. But he, him and his wife and two kids live there and they have for a few years. And he posted the other day a video of like his backyard and you just saw like snow piling up on his like outside lawn furniture. And I was like, I am not ready for this. Like I would like this to wait until I am up there and like in January it can start. But I'm like, I want to get my stuff so I can like hibernate and I don't have to like go out anywhere. So let's just like, say a collective prayer that it is not snowing right now um, so that I can get up there in peace because yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an experience. I'm, I'm excited, but nervous. I'm definitely in that phase right now where I'm starting to be like, Oh my gosh, this is legit happening and I cannot stop it. I I do wish that I was moving to like a deserted Island. Honestly, (laughs) that's where I wish I was like, you know, like same weather year round and no people. And just to do that for like until COVID's over. That's what I wish I was doing. But, you know, 
Well, um, it's a new year, and so things that people do are create goals or do planning and think out loud. So we're going to do a little bit of that ourselves here. And also, we want to hear about your New Year's goals and plans and things as well, so we can uplift you and share and showcase you um, using our platform. So if you're starting a business in 2021, if you're going to do a new endeavor, if you're thinking about getting a new job, let us know because we definitely want to be able to support our community and people who are listening and not just think that you have to listen to us talk about ourselves. We want to hear about you too. Yes, definitely. Um, Okay. So getting into like the professional side of things first and the work side of things, I don't have a lot of specific goals. Um, Like I do, but I don't work wise. There's just like a ton of mini goals. Um, but for love doesn't hurt, I would say like the overall goal for the year for 2021 is just basically finishing our program content, uh, which will probably not be done until probably about July. Um, it's going to take a while just because essentially the way that I'm explaining it's like, we're kind of like writing two books. So one is specifically for, um, young teenagers, who really need this information to be able to navigate uh, the abuse and trauma that they're going through. And then the other is for the educator or facilitator that needs to kind of like guide them through the process. Um, and so it's a sim- it's similar content, right? But written for two different groups of people. So it's going to be a while. And also then once it's done, then it's finding how we're going to deliver that content. We're kind of leaning towards doing an app. Um, But yeah, that's going to take up a bulk of our year and a bulk of our time. And while we're doing that, just kind of building the brand and connecting with, um, you know, other nonprofits, with small businesses, with donors, that sort of thing. So that's kind of the focus for Love Doesn't Hurt for the year. And then the focus uh, for Charisma and Charisma for the year is um, (laughs) to be able to have the time to market because I never have, um, like I never have the time to market. Like I'll just pretty much be like, all right, candles are dropping like next week. And then people will just buy them and it's been great, but I want people to know the brand more. Um, so I want to be able to spend that time. This year has been very much like it has been a hustle because it's, you know, I was supposed to be, you know, full-time Disney wedding photographer and this year. And obviously like I haven't been able to do that since March. So all the weddings that I had lined up, everything, everything was canceled. I wouldn't have wanted to go in anyways, because I am being like super, like trying to be COVID careful. And so I wouldn't have wanted to like photograph on property, but, um, like it wasn't even a possibility because my hotel that I was going to be working at was a part of the NBA bubble. So you couldn't even like access it. Um, so yeah, so it's been pretty much like, got to get these candles, got to get this out and like learning, you know, how much I can create in a small amount of time or whatever. But I definitely want to kind of take my time with the rest of winter and kind of plan out all of the launches for the whole year and get things photographed and all that so that I can have like I love like what you're doing with your brand like it's very consistent you're doing daily posting that sort of thing so I need to like get to that point with it rather than just being like oh my god here are the candles you know um so that is pretty much the goal for Kismet and Charisma this year and then also developing out like the whole goal of it is to be like home decor and accessories like I've always had that in the bio and it's this has kind of been a uh I guess you could say an evolution from when I had like the tiny tea shop, which I didn't have for super long because I was just like figuring it out and wasn't liking it. So I stopped doing it, but kind of adding in some of those things that I've 
wanted to have people don't even know I have mugs on the site the other day like one of my customers who buys every single candle was like oh my god you have a mug and I'm like yeah I have since the first day um but again I just (laughs) don't market it so like no one knows so obviously like marketing my mugs and then you know want to do some totes want to do some tea towels and getting into some other different you know jewelries accessories things like that and then home goods so um yeah so I kind of want to like just focus on that this year as far as uh work goes and uh, it's going to be hard to not take on I am doing I said I'm not going to do any more branding projects and I have a branding project that I took on um, but it's for a client that I've worked with many times before and she wanted something specific and so we are working I'm doing a branding suite for her but I'm going to try to not take on a lot of extra projects this year because I'm going to focus on that those just those two things nonprofit and product-based business like that's a lot going on as it is so I'm going to try to do less and not do all the things you don't want nine more businesses like what (laughs) what do you mean that's what we do we just keep adding things on and then we will die I will tell you when the pandemic is over though I will probably do a boudoir shoot somewhere I'm not sure I might do like one in New York and one in Orlando and I feel like when it's over, everybody's going to get real serious about doing that, I like going back to work and doing fun work things. And I'm going to be yes, like, I'm, I'm I've, done. <laughs> I've always loved like boudoir. It's been my favorite type of photography I've done. I've done everything except for newborns. I don't really do newborns. I've photographed newborns for certain families that I've worked with if I've shot their engagement, their wedding, so on and so forth. But I tell them like, I'm not going to be hanging your baby from, you know what? Like I'm not doing all that stuff. It'll just be like, a session that's like you holding your baby in the nursery, like your, your older child peering in on the baby, stuff like that. I'm not going to be doing like all of that. You, you know what I'm talking about with like newborn photography. That is not for me. Um, I've gone and, and seen a session. I have a friend that does it and she's amazing at it. It will take you sometimes longer than a wedding shoot to do a newborn session. And during that time you will get pooped on um and a whole bunch of other things. So it's just, it's not for me. You have to have somebody very specific for that, but I like even though I did weddings and portraits and those probably made me more money I've always loved boudoir more that's been like my favorite thing so I think that I will probably you know come to Orlando and do like a boudoir marathon and then do a boudoir marathon in New York because I I am kind of yeah missing seeing people in person and photographing people in person just a little bit so yeah I'm excited about that but that will be more for fun and it's not you know like you don't you don't do offer boudoir all the time because it's it's a very specific client (laughs) like not everybody is interested in a boudoir session the way they are with a portrait session true um I guess for the first goal I mean I have 9,000 things that I'm doing all the time because I don't know when to stop except for when the pandemic is over I think I'm just gonna I'll be like I'm retired now (laughs) we're gonna retire we're retired we're we're done for the year um but no i'm really trying to build out some of the stuff that's the products that i have with studio 404 obviously you know trying to really tackle some blank spaces in the industry so to speak in terms of the stationary you know it's not always inclusive and that's really frustrating as a person who creates products so it's it's just interesting because the Things can lean any other way with the stationary business. There's things that people are really interested in and trends and um, it moves so interesting. Like I feel like when I first got into buying my own stationary products and really being into it, it was all very much letterpress. It was all monograms. It was very serif 
uh black and white was big big deal black white and gold so a lot of the um goodness what's the name of that company that makes the black sugar paper company yes yeah Mm -hmm. they were like that was the standard their look was like the look where you win that's what you did that's that's what everybody did and then we kind of got into some of the rifle look and and more playful kind of handwritten typography uh hand lettering and now i feel like it's moving more into an abstract kind of combo of all those things like there's a lot of abstract prints a lot of abstract patterns um hand lettering still very king not very like a bunch of type stuff unless it's no now it's more the slab serify retro cooper if you know what i'm talking about if you're type mm-hmm. designer person you know what i'm talking about that type of type is very prevalent in, in branding suites and more in posters and stuff so i'm just it's very interesting to see how things have been going lots of gold foil lots of holographic foil um watercolors are big the morgan harper nichols look has made its way yeah. <laughs> into like hallmark <laughs> and american uh, greetings so it's been i'm like it's so interesting because there's certain people who obviously started this look you know what i mean like it, sugar paper uh-huh. started that look rifle started this look morgan harper nichols started this abstract watercolor look and you know companies jump on it because they see how popular it is and they kind of put it in everywhere now you see book covers that look like morgan harper nichols instagram posts and uh you know it's just been very interesting and i feel like i have none of those things like my my, my things are very distinctly me mm-hmm. and like what i'm they interested are, in which is great it's very much like all i want and i'm like you know whatever five percent two percent one percent of the population that's into that come along on me with this wild ride because we're gonna keep making weird products going into 2021 so that's kind of the goal is develop more products be i don't think i'm gonna there's so many people who are stationary that do small, small, small releases and for like a quarter, like do two or three cards. And I just can't, my heart can't do it. <laughs> my spirit can't do it. I like having lots of products. So that's, it is what it is. Um, So that's what I'm probably going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm working on some things. And then for the rest of it, we're really reorging our business that we talked about earlier. Um. Allie of the Wonder Jam just redid all her businesses. They have four different businesses now that are offsets of the Wonder Jam. And that's very similar to what we're doing with Sevenality and breaking it down into a lot of sub, like little subparts. So that is a journey. And I don't know if we'll ever do like a big, I don't know. I don't know because I don't care about social media enough to want to do a large announcement, but I'm like, maybe we should. I think you should. I'm not there. Like, I, I like, you know, it's so, I already struggle with Studio 4 form. Like, it's so much work. You're the doing idea awesome of doing though, that. So it's like, you know. It, it's so annoying. I hate every minute. Like, I, you don't understand how much it, it it's not my ministry. <laughs> I'm like, it's not my ministry. I don't love it. But I do think, you know, people need to know. Maybe we'll do like a press store. Maybe we'll just do a bunch of podcasts. Who knows? Anyway, we'll talk about it. Maybe we won't. People will know about it. We'll just start subsecting things into different places, which we've, you know, kind of already done. It's just not been an official yeah. thing. So business-wise, I guess that's what's happening. And obviously a bunch of stuff that I can never talk about because, you know, non-disclosure agreements. So yes. we worked on one of our funnest projects this year. Like We can't say anything about it ever. <laughs> and Everyone we know would lose their mind. Like the world would lose their mind if they knew what we did. And we can never talk about it. And it truly is. It's, I'm so glad that we got the opportunity. I'm so grateful that we like got there. But I'm so upset. 
talking about it. So, uh, you know, that's our lives. That's that's going into 2021 as well. And that's fine. It pays the bills. You know, I don't need to be really well known. I'll just keep doing my little stuff behind the scenes. Well, I mean, one thing that this year has reminded me of that I didn't need reminding of because I always know, but I've, rem- I've told other people this this year, just so they know, is that your social media account does not equal money. So no, sure don't. <laughs> sure doesn't. Like sometimes like you might know all about someone and see their super high follower account and whatever. And that's all great, but does not mean that they're making money. Like and if you are, you know, just starting out or maybe you've been doing it for a long time, but you just don't have like the high numbers, like do not worry about it. Like, honestly, go to Kismet and Charisma and see how very few followers I have and know that I do large candle releases and sell out every time. So and end up having people messaging me and being like, I would like more. So yeah, it doesn't equal yeah. like a lot of times people think like, oh, and, and it's it's wild to me how many people I know who are over that 20,000 mark. So they have the swipe up and everything who cannot make money and who are like, who's a lot of them like still have, you know, the job they had before that they are not trying to keep. Like they don't want that job. They've made it clear. Like I would like to go full time with, you know, being a creator or whatever, but they cannot figure out how to do it. So it's like, just because you have a high follower account does not mean that I, I know people with much higher follower accounts than that, that still can't make money. Um, so, and it's, it's wild to me because there's, I know quite a few people with really low follower accounts who've been creating full time for years. So that's why I always say like, it just, it truly, that does not equal, you know, if you want to grow this year, great. And if that's one of your, your goals to grow on social media, like definitely if you're an influencer specifically, like it can definitely help you uh, get like, I don't want to say it can help you get brand deals. I'll say that it can help you be eligible quote unquote for certain types of deals but the reality is is that like just getting the followers there's other people that have that same amount of followers so you can't just be like oh well I have you know 50,000 followers so give me this brand deal like you need to be able to show that you can actually do the work and and deliver the service or the product or whatever Um, and if you can't do that then it's really not going to matter if you have a million followers because you yeah, know, you have to be. It's the difference between a content creator and an influencer, just yeah. based on influence. You know, which mm-hmm. by nature, a good influencer that you put in that bubble is a content creator. That is their job is to create content, whether it be for themselves and representative of their brand or representative of other people's brands. They have several skills that they utilize that aren't just being cute and pretty. As much as we like to like crap all over people for seeming to have like no job it's like it's a job it is a lot they do a lot yeah do your makeup do your outfits to take these photos to edit them a certain way so they're consistent in a style to copyright your your captions because that's the worst research hashtags and and follow trends and be active and do engagement the right way so that you're organic enough but also, you know, more of a machine where you have to now do that for brands and be representative of their brand and interweave it, intertwine it into your story where I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, now you're talking about toilet paper. <laughs> it's like, it's a joke because it is ridiculous, sort of, you know, outside of that to think about it. But it is a lot of work and people do put in a lot of time. And I will, like, obviously kind of make fun of the industry because sometimes it is ridiculous. But it is, at the end of the day, those people do have skills. I'm not going to crap all over their skill set because it's not something that you know. You just don't pick up a phone and know how to take a really good picture. That's not how the world works. If it was, then 
everyone would be an influencer. Nobody would have a bad Instagram. Like no. everyone's feed would be beautiful. And that's definitely yeah, that's not definitely the case, so. not the case at all. Um, all right. So getting into personal goals, my biggest personal goal for the year is health. Um, after this year, you know, just all of us, you know, have worried probably more about our health, a lot of us than we ever have, because it was just kind of like a daily threat. Uh, like just living through 2020 is like a daily threat to your health. So physical health and mental health, but like first talking about like physical health, like moving up to uh, the DC area, John, they're going to have like really, really, really great insurance. Cause ins- like they just care about teachers up there. They like pay them more. They give them better insurance. It's wild. Um, so we'll also have dental and like um, eye for like the first time. Like we've never had those insurances. We always just paid out of pocket for anything related. I have to go to the eye doctor once a year because I wear glasses and contacts. Um, and then, you know, we just will do our regular like every six months dentist appointments. And we've just always paid for anything with that out of pocket as well. So it's really awesome that I'm going to have insurance for both of those things now. So I'm just going to pretty much like anything I can do that's preventative care. um, I'm going to really be going to the doctor a lot this year. And it's interesting because like I didn't go to the doctor a lot like this past year because I've been trying to just stay away from doctors and, you know, like, like just everything basically Um, because, you know, you just don't know, like, are they going to be full? And people in Florida are like, not respectful so I did have to go to the dentist which I put on my story the other day I did have to go to the dentist and like I was like real sketched out because the dentist didn't even take my temperature and I'm like okay so Disney takes your temperature but like the dentist doesn't like that's really weird and I was the only person there but like you could tell it was just because I happened to book when no one else was there it wasn't because like they cared you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so it was really stressful. I had to go to two different dentist office because the first one was terrible because my dentist was booked. So the first one was terrible. And that was that one. It was in Davenport, if you were wondering. Um, and then the second one that I went to um, was a dentist that it, it was so strange. It was the son of my old dentist who she passed away. So he his office was a lot better and made me feel like okay I have more confidence that you guys actually don't want everyone to have COVID Uh, but it was you know not like it was a stressful experience I know a lot of people have avoided like going to the doctor and that sort of thing this year just to kind of stay away from people and you know when you're getting anything done even if it's just a checkup like you people are close to you and they're poking and prodding you and we don't want people close to us right now we don't people touching us right now so but that's going to be something that I think in you know Fairfax like even just going to the grocery store is a much different experience in Florida because like everyone is respectful and everyone like actually cares. And it's like, you could tell they're trying to like not give each other COVID like the opposite of here. So I think that I'll be okay. Like doing the doctor, the dentist, the eye doctor up there and just kind of getting again, all the preventative stuff that I can get done um, to just be as healthy as I can be. So that's kind of like my first personal goal for the year. Yeah, this year was hot garbage in terms of like getting things done. I really, you know, don't have the same routines that I have in terms of working out and stuff, which is terrible for my lifestyle of being a really busy person. Um, I don't, I you know, the issue is I did outdoor boot camps and like hit workouts in yoga for like eight 
years, <laughs> like in- consistently. And then I, I fell in love with lifting and I was like, this is my new life now. This is what I want to do. I don't want to do all the other stuff anymore. And also I liked riding my bike a lot. Like I really got into biking a lot around town just because it was, you know, so easy to get from point A to point B. And then we got into a pandemic and unfortunately we live in a place where people don't wear masks when they're outside. And even though the risk is, you know, questionable on whether or not how it's spread when you're outside, our walking trails are not that wide. And And, and you can't walk off of them because some of them are elevated. So you literally can't get off off of them because they're in the wood. Like I can't leave the trail to go into the woods and now start biking with a beach cruiser. (laughs) Like stupid thing. And people will be like, I feel like people don't get it because I know like, people in other states like they're like well it's outside just like but it's like literally people here will be so disrespectful like it's not it's no longer like a workout that helps your mental health because you have to be so on edge and be darting out of people's way because people will just like come right up in your face with no mask and be like what's up yeah and and people are like well certain times are better it's not um people are always out and because we have a walkable like it is that's the benefit of the space as 13 miles of walking and biking trails that's the point so i'm never gonna like feel so entitled that only i should be the only person on here and i can't do anything about it and rather than you know complain about it and moan about it and gripe about it i just minimize my time utilizing those spaces so i can like be less likely to run into people and luckily the times that we have done bike rides trying to teach michelle to ride a bike ride a bike and everything it's been like no, everybody's in school most of the time we're working it's been in the middle of the day so it has been lower but we still have had people like i feel like every time we've gone mm-hmm. there's been somebody that we've been having to like dart out of the way or they have to run the street it just it's not who wants that so it's not you know it's not the same and i don't have a if i had a garage gym this entire oh, pandemic so great my life would be i would like i'd be a better per, like, i feel like i'd be in a better mood i'd be like doing my bit I probably spend hours I literally <laughs> if you did I would literally like have given you that thing on my phone where you can like see everywhere I go and I'd be like please let me join your pod I will go nowhere I will no seriously I feel like if you I mean you are like te- like in my pod like the three or four people who are in my pod you'd all use my yeah. gel, you know what I mean that would you'd be all, like that would be the only I'd be like this is the only thing I'm going outside for and that's it like and I'm so happy yeah so that's I guess that's been you know things so I guess in 2021 if you want to make a better like I need to figure out a better system or figure something out that's gonna work yeah. for me. obviously I'm still not comfortable going into a gym where you know several people are I'm not gonna do that anytime soon this especially for the first half of the year so it needs to be like a six month bonus plan I've had the Peloton app um for like three months I do like it it's a fun app and I like the workouts on it and the strength workouts are kind of fun so I've been doing some of those I guess I need to be more consistent at doing those if anybody wants to donate a Peloton bike to me right feel free to I'll take it and I'll ride it because I do like cycling like I am one of those people who really like soul cycle when I'm out of town that's what I do I go to soul cycle I'm like I'm in New York we're going to soul cycle I'm in Philly let's go to soul cycle like I'm trying to take Miami when we were there for, you know, before the pandemic, I literally tried to figure out where the closest soul cycle was. It was nowhere near us. It's the only reason why I didn't go. I love cycling. So to me, I, having a Peloton would be an ideal cardio workout, workout for me because I like biking. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I yeah, I think it's just trying to figure out a workout situation because I am tired of not yeah being as active as I used to be it's it's like now I'm getting into where I'm doing where like if anybody has been in my house the past three days and see me like walking up randomly up and down the stairs and randomly dancing and doing random dance routines and finding stuff to do to move my body because I feel so 
stagnant that it's making me insane. So I need to figure something out where I look like less of a crazy person, like grapevining around my living room. Yeah. <laughs> to figure something out. I feel that. Yeah. So my second personal goal, it kind of ties in just like with physical health is just mental health. And same thing kind of, you know, as you, it's like, we're a little bit more cooped up than usual. Um, I love to be outside normally. Like I would be at theme parks a, a couple times a week. Like it would not be at all uncommon before the pandemic for me to go to Epcot like once or twice a week and then another theme park like once a week. Um, so every time that I, you know, have like a park day, I get in, you know, 20,000 steps easily. So that has always been so great for, you know, me being active. Um, and then, like you said, like we live in a place that just like begs to be walked in. So normally it's like, you know, we would do outdoor walks and stuff as well there. Um, and even just like video stuff, like I do love like workout videos and stuff at home, but it's just a little bit more complicated now because, you know, we're, my, my office is open and like, doesn't have a door. So it's not like I can go in there and like shut the door. And so, yeah, it's just kind of like our bedroom is a little tight for it. And then the living room is just going to be like, okay, babe, you and the dog go hide in the bedroom so I can go do a video. And then Valkyrie is going to be confused. It's just like, we just don't have a lot of space for it. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out like, okay, mental health wise, because working out really helps in the mental health. Like how am I going to handle like my first real winter, right? Because winter is not really something that we have to worry about in Florida. It's like, there's a few days where it's cold and we're like, wow, that was weird. And then like the next day it'll be like 70 or 80. So it's never anything that lasts like more than like three days tops. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have like a real winter. I know a lot of people who got seasonal depression. So that's definitely something that concerns me because I get depressed if it's too hot out. Because as you know, I will just not go outside for long periods of time if it's like super, super hot. So obviously I think I'm going to kind of be doing that, but reverse, like it'll be super cold and it'll be winter. And I'm probably going to be like, I don't want to go outside. So I really am going to try to push myself to just go outside. <laughs> like that's going to be like step one is like go outside when like, if it's safe, like, and I have a place where I can go outside. There's not a lot of people and um, it's not like freezing, freezing cold, just going outside. And even if it's just walking for five minutes, because I think a lot of times, you know, I tell myself, well, if I can't get in like a 30 minute walk, then there's no point, you know, um, but I kind of need to get out of that mindset. And even if it's like a five minute walk or a 10 minute walk, like it's still beneficial. Um, and we have a lot of outdoor space at this uh, new place that we're moving, the new building we're moving to. So I'm going to try to utilize that. I really don't know like what the gym situation is. The building has a beautiful gym. I don't even know if it's open to be quite honest, because a lot of things that I weren't expecting to be shut down based on Florida were like shut down there, you know, even just like the way you get takeout was different at a lot of restaurants. Like it was like, it was, they only offer takeout. Whereas like here, most places you go, like people were like dining outside or even dining inside and you know, that's why it's like almost like scary to get takeout at some places because it's a whole bunch of people inside without masks on. So it's just a different situation up there. So I don't even know if the gym will be open. And if it is open, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go into a gym. Like I would probably want to be the only person in there. And I don't know that that's a thing. Um, so yeah, so just finding other ways to focus on mental health. I definitely want to do a lot of journaling. Um, I plan to like probably do some painting. I love to paint. I don't think I'm like particularly great at it. My grandmother was an oil painter, um, but I'm just 
I don't know, I paint like a fifth grader, but it's super fun. Um, so it's just like a de-stressing thing that I love to do. Um, and yeah, lots of journaling, like lots of reading. Like I think I'm going to probably do a lot better on my reading goal than I did this year. This year I was spending so much time, you know, paying attention to the news and like what is going on. And not to say that I'm not going to do that this year, but I'm definitely going to be prioritizing my mental health, which means just taking more time to find activities that bring me joy. And if I can do them inside, great. I'm also going to bake a lot. I bought like a very intense baking kit (laughs) and I was like, I told myself, I'm like, I'm not going to buy anything, you know, else until I move. But I bought this super intense baking kit to just make like, you know, over the top cakes and that sort of thing. So it has all sorts of fun tools in it. So I'll definitely bake a lot and that will super like, that'll be really helpful with just like my mental health. Cause I love baking. Cause it's just, to me, again, it's a no pressure activity, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I think if we can all get like stimulus therapy, right? <laughs> that would be wonderful. If the government could appoint therapy for every single person and they can choose whether or not to do it. I feel like it's such a basic need after the okay. pandemic. Yeah. How can the world itself figure it out? Because we just are so, we like our, our lives have changed in so many ways and we had to deal with so much just with the pandemic alone. I can't fathom not spending some time next year on trying to better yourself mentally to get into a better headspace. So mm-hmm. um, I think... I, I think I need to do a better job of just developing myself as an adult human <laughs> in 2021. I feel you. Uh, you know, at a certain age, you know, in our big ages, our big 30 pluses, we know what we like. We know what we don't like. We're aware of, like, staying away from situations that um, don't do anything for us, that don't, don't offer us anything. And I think I've been really good this year at setting really strong boundaries and being like, this is no longer for me. Thank you for your time. I'm going to move away and walk away from it. Um, but I think I just want to do more of like, uh, like preparing myself for like the next two decades, preparing myself for the forties and fifties and God willing, if I don't, you know, get, get, become a dead person, become a ghost. If I'm a ghost and I guess I'll plan my haunting years for the next 20 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's really what my next year is really going to be setting forth the 10 year, 20 year plan of what is the goal for me as a parent, because my kid is moving into a different age. We're, we're past the like survival years. I feel like now we're moving into kind of school, elementary school and that process. And then quickly we'll move into preteen teenage years like a blink of an eye and we won't you know she'll be 11 that's crazy to me in five years and the amount of time we've had so really uh what does that look like what do I want to be as like a parent of an 11 year old I can't obviously predict what the world will be like I don't know what's going to happen but I I just need to be a better like how much money do I want to have saved where do I want to live that type of thing. Uh, just being a better, just being a better grown up. I think we kind of fly by the seat of our pants Same. for so long in our teen, like our teens and twenties. You know, also because we didn't grow up with yeah, that plan. We didn't have of, that sort of we thing. Had typically, up. single parents and a lot of people who have single parents can attest to this as well. Especially growing up in the nineties in this 
kind of new era of the single parent, which they didn't have resources or like things laid out for them as well. So they were flying with the seat of their pants. So we came out of that environment, which isn't bad or negligent or anything. We were just very hyper independent people mm-hmm. and we both started businesses of our own. And so we didn't really have that traditional go to college, go to graduate school, marry, get 2.5 kids, buy a house. You know what I mean? We didn't have that mm-hmm. path. And so now I have to figure out what this alternative path that I took or I had to take what was given to me. What yeah. does that look like for me going forward? And how do I want to move things? So there's like certain things I know that I don't want to do when I get to a certain age and there's certain places. Like I like, I, the more I'm in this state is the less happy I am. I just, the people who've moved here and the environment politically has become very toxic. Um, luckily Miami is having a resurgence in, there's Silicon Valley. People are leaving San Francisco, moving to Miami. So I'm excited about growth opportunities that we have there to, to kind of go back and forth and kind of hang out in yeah. that space. That's revitalizing. But I'm like, as a 45 year old person, I don't want to live in Orlando. Like, I just don't want to. Like, I don't want to be here. You know, like, I just, I can't, it doesn't serve me the way that it, uh, and if I'm here, I'm here. You know, there's nothing I can do about I feel it. Like- but- I don't know why, but I feel like I feel like the opposite, but I feel like it's just because I'm scared right now. You know yeah. what I mean? No, like, you're like, like, the world is scary. Like, just, just trade with me and you go to DC. I don't want to go. Well, I'm like, well, I didn't like right now it's fine. I'm just like, cause this man who is the governor yeah. is such a bad person and continue. And it's obviously it's like, short term. Like, like, okay. Yeah. Forever. Like it's like, if he, if we were to continue going that way, by the time you're 45, you'd right. be like, I'm like, nah. I can't, what would I have to offer this place? Like people are, so openly racist and isms like homophobic transphobic xenophobic they're so open with their bigotry it's exact after a certain while it's like you shouldn't like why am i getting looked at for a mask during a pain you know those type of things it is going to be interesting to see how things go though because we've also had just a a large amount of people moving from northern states because a lot of people you know, with the pandemic, like if some, if one person loses their job and they like own the house that, you know, let's say is $500,000, then a lot of them have sold, bought down here for 250. So they have 250 in the bank. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see, like, do these people stay after the pandemic? Like, you know, do they get involved and like, you know, like what is going to be next? I'm very, because you've seen like from New York, there's been a mass exodus of creatives that have gone, you know, literally everywhere. Obviously, a lot of them have gone to LA, especially if they're super, like if they have the type of job where they have to like be doing stuff in person later, a lot of them have gone to LA. But I've seen a lot of people come to Orlando. I've seen a lot of people go to Austin, Texas. Um, so really just kind of all over the place, but getting out. Like, I feel like John and I are doing the opposite. Like we're going up to the North, but everyone's like leaving the North because you're just, you know, with a pandemic, you're stuck inside all the time. A lot of people are like, well, I want space and I want to save money for us we're actually going to be making more money living up there but only because we're in a smaller space but if we owned I could definitely see like why so many people are you know buying houses in the south and out west so it is going to be interesting to see and obviously I am hell-bent on getting DeSantis out of office whether I move back or not because it's like he needs to not be here. Like he is rash. I was telling David this morning after he told me something else that he did this morning that was irritating. Uh, I was like, if you've ever read the True Blood book series, the Silky Stackhouse mm-hmm. books, the way the kingdom is set up is that there's kings, the, the vampire kings of each state. I'm like, he runs 
Florida, like he's the king of Florida and not the governor. <laughs> like it's yes. so it is yeah. so it, it, like <coughs> I just have such a hard time right now um, seeing it get better. And because I know the people who have not power, but the people who are in places of power and influence in Florida, it's very easy to, to follow the money here. Yeah, uh, especially in Orlando, very very. It takes you know one or two three people it's easy to follow the money to the, the government and the trade and et cetera. So I like those people are also equally not as great. And so I'm like, I just don't, I don't see it getting any better. And I feel bad because we tried 10 years ago. I feel like there was 10 years of trying and a lot of those people have moved. Like most of those, those people don't live here anymore. All those people are gone. I'm like, I'm just here hanging out by ourselves in the pandemic, you know, and just doing what you got to do, but we'll see. I mean, it's not just where you live. It's just the, the, the idea of being an adult. So if you are, also in your 30s and trying to visualize what life looks like What's for you next? in 40 and yeah. 50 feel free to chat with me i also like like i said before i don't know if I, this is country is long term for yeah. me as well that's like how there's I feel. other places to live because i haven't well. found anywhere else in like that's my big thing is like i have not found anywhere else in america that i'm like more impressed with in Orlando to be quite honest I just haven't I know a lot of people will be like oh well that's crazy but I just I haven't sorry I've found a lot of places outside of America that I'm like this is amazing um some that I've been to and some that I haven't been to yet but like on paper I'm like this is more in line with like how I think life should be um and so I would love to leave (laughs) like that's like that would be I think that I'd be a lot happier out of the country which is I think why partially why like I've been kind of like meh about the move it's like I'm excited but also like meh because I'm just like for me it's not a forever destination whereas I think if we moved out of the country I would be like yeah I can stay here forever you know so we'll figure it out who knows what's gonna happen when when you go through your 20s and you just you're trying to survive right and then you get to your 30s and you're like oh I have like a little bit of like time to like breathe and figure things out but then you have a pandemic <laughs> it's just like it's a weird time to be in your 30s because you're just like this is it's a lot it's definitely a lot of reflection and and you know yeah and I'm sure, again and I feel like to focus on their mental health this year but yeah also a lot of my friends are still having kids or have recently like I right. had a lot of friends who had kids in a pandemic or will have kids uh-huh. in the next five or six years and we're so not and so <laughs> that's also another thing where we're like you know, we, we're done. Like that's what the buck stops here. And it's not that I don't like, I just, it's very unrelatable. Like to me to have a baby right now, like I can't fathom having a newborn. That's so strange to me. And like, I'm like, mentally, would I be a good friend to you right now? Probably not. Like you, I'm not the person you want. If you are having a brand new baby, obviously after a certain time I can be helpful, but I'm so out of that space raising a baby so different now than it was six years ago there's so much stuff that you can buy now that I didn't even have six years ago I also don't remember because it was six years ago my brain cells have been buried and whatever I have no good advice other than to take care of yourself and most people don't want to hear that advice so I'm like I don't <laughs> all my advice would be about how to be a, a like a take care of yourself advice my self-care like as a as a parent or new parent of an infant what to do for you and um, like a lot of people feel like they're pressured by the, the the parenting train where they have to be the perfect person. I'm like, no, you don't. You just need to keep the kid alive. So so I basically I love having friends that have brand new babies, but that's because I don't want one. 
So I'm like, I don't know that I will ever have a baby baby. Like I want to be a parent. I want to adopt. But as I've been saying, like I want to adopt a child older than four. So I don't know that I'll ever have like a baby, baby, baby. Like I'm, I'm kind of just like, I just have never felt that pull. And so I love having friends that have babies that can be around that newborn knowing like, this isn't a thing that I'm probably going to ever have to do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I haven't had that experience. Like you've already like done it. I'm like, no, like, I, I don't think I'm going to do this. I mean, I was there when my brothers were born and, and saw them through all that. And now they're finally just like finally getting into adulthood. I'm like they're almost 30. <laughs> I know, but you would be surprised the things that you still need to do with 25 oh no I'm saying my sister's the same age yeah, so same. Yeah, I was there when she was four you know it was like yeah, it's just I totally get it I took on the role of the parent because you know we did not have a father around and my mom was very much like you need to change your diaper and you need to do the, all these things and blah 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 so I kind of just started parenting at a really young age and I think that's part of the reason that I'm just kind of like it's, I've seen it, it. is so much of the reason why you get exhausted by the idea of parenting when you are yeah. like second parent when you feel like you just yeah. finished like helping somebody get to like you know that point in adulthood or whatever and you're kind of like oh well they're doing good and I can like relax and trust that they have life sorted out and like you don't necessarily want to like start all over um and I am excited to be a parent but I just again I have a family full of babies as well like we've always had a lot of babies in our family and so I'm just like, I, I get it. I love babies. They're beautiful. They're adorable. But I also know that I love things like sleep. And I know myself enough to know, like, that's just not it. But I've also always wanted to adopt. And, you know, I don't really want to adopt a baby just because of the fact that they are so adoptable. Like, babies almost always get adopted. Um, whereas, like, once you hit already at two, your odds of getting adopted have diminished greatly. Which is crazy to me because two-year-olds are my favorite. But like they're they are so, so fun. fun. They yeah. are such fun people. Like my my friend's daughter is eighteen months now, which you know her I really whole process. Like, that, like two to four age is so fun to me. She's so funny to me, and I'm like, please be my favorite person. Like, let me be your favorite person. Famous please love is, me. is three uh, now, and he is really funny. And like, so his new thing is that. He goes up to everyone in his family, meaning like his mom and dad, because no one's even over because of COVID. And he'll just tilt his head to the side, put his hand on your arm and go, happy holidays. And it's just like, <laughs> we have no idea like who taught him this and why it's something that he's doing. But just like little things like that, you're just like, I don't know, kids are so funny at that age. I love it. So yeah, I'm like, we we will definitely adopt a, a, a kid and not a baby. And I think, you know, if you're adopting in general, I think that's great. Go ahead and adopt a baby if that's what you want. But I want to get a little bit more sleep than that. So, you know, um, <laughs> so personal goal number three is relationships. And basically, I think with COVID, we've had a really, you know, a lot of us have had a hard year keeping up with friendships or especially like, you know, maybe people that you're, you're just so used to seeing in person. Um, cause some, some of us have friends that we always like talk to online or, or text with or whatever. And then some of us have, you know, maybe friends that we're just more used to see in person. So that's definitely something with me moving to a new place and everything. Um, you know, 
here during the pandemic, it's been nice to be able to be like, well, at least I can always like swing by someone's house and like drop something off at the front door for them. Or even just knowing someone's safe, like even just having the same weather can sometimes be like, you know, the weather gets crazy and you like text someone like, oh my God, did you see that? Because we're like a lot of our friends live really, really close by. Um, and so we're going to be far away. Um, and so keeping up with friends like from our new destination is going to be really important to me. I'm going to be hitting you up for so much snail mail. I'm going to be sending all of your, you know, stuff out to people because I, I think that snail mail can be really helpful in like just strengthening and maintaining relationships. Um, I like to like, I'm not like a huge phone person, um, which I think is something that I, I might try to work on just to see if I like it. If I don't like it, I'm not going to force myself, but I'm going to try it and try more calls and more video chats. But like, I want to do them scheduled. Because I have found, like, I have a few friends, like, Morgan is one of the people that I do talk on the phone to um, a few times a month, but we always schedule it. So, like, I'm going to try that. And then eventually, once the pandemic is over, it's going to be great because, A, I can visit people, the B, people can visit me, and C, we can meet up in other locations. So that's something I'm really excited about is, like, you know, if you have a conference in Philly then I can be like, oh, when is the conference? And then John and I can go up and stay in Philly that weekend. You know what I mean? Because it's literally like right there. So uh, meeting people in New York, because people are always going to New York. So New York will be a drive away. So, you know, just kind of like working on working on friendships. I mean, none of them I, I feel like have been, have lacked this year. I feel like, you know, I'm at a good place with all my friends still, but I just want to make sure that I'm like consciously making that a priority in 2021, you know? Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about yesterday about because we have friends who also moved to Maryland earlier during the year, um, which were there before. And the last time I was in DC, I we all hung out and did things. And so I was like, now we have two people to yeah. go visit in DC, so that's exciting. And I like the DC area in terms of like just being a place for a quick weekend visit. It really is a fun place once the pandemic, like it's summer. Yeah. And the pandemic's not happening. There's so many rooftop bars and like oh, the cool. playgrounds are nice. Like it's a really cool space. There's lots of black people. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you look, give me all the spaces where there are people. So I'm excited for next year of the possibility of going up. And even if it's early fall, just going up to hang out yes. with you guys, you guys and, and kind of get out of this boat. Cause we've been here for like two, like we didn't really travel last year either. Until so y'all visit. I am like so excited, especially cause there's like really cool stuff you know for your little one to do too so it's like it's gonna we be so museums the last time we were there the kids we we did they were like way too small i still love the museums we did like you know oh, they did the dinosaurs have, and they I were so we cute cycle studio in our building if i'm correct so we'll have to i do. will practice i will bring the like, app and we'll do a class that. we'll have to do the beyonce peloton stuff because her classes are crazy like it's so cool yeah like that'll be fun is just like being able to go downstairs and do that and then we'll be like walking distance to the metro so like when things are normal again like it'll be really great because we can actually like go into the city super easily and do stuff so yeah I'm like I I'm just gonna I'm gonna be pressuring people to visit me as soon as like we are free and clear and it's healthy and safe I'm literally like just just be prepared start putting your coins away because I am going to be bothering you about it I'm just letting you know letting you know now um yeah, and I guess a last goal. It's it's very. I feel like the last thing I talked about is very encompassing, so I'm not going to go too much off topic with this. But really, trying to find balance in all the nine thousand things that I do, which seems impossible, but a lot of that is going to be obviously 
through hiring people, which I feel like every year we're on this podcast, I'm like, we're going to hire someone to do all this stuff. And then like either we move or we switch something like we have a client drop off. That's a routine, like a big chunk of money or, you know, the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. which could <laughs> move to the space having the office yeah. downstairs. It's a the point was that. to have people come into the I'm office and come work. Because then like, and, like the way house works, and do they meetings. don't have to go into they the never have house, to see so else. yeah it's literally like just come into the office and hang out and like do, that was the point that was mm-hmm. the point i'm so annoyed. and we got 2020 happened and that's what that is what it is so mm-hmm. uh, i was gonna have co-working days with the girl like you guys one of my other friends gonna like host co-working days so all of us to order in lunch like that was gonna be it was a plan. It was a plan. I remember like, the first time I went to your place, which was like, I guess a few months before the pandemic. And like, I was like, oh my God, this kitchen is amazing. This is amazing. I remember talking to you and David and being like, we're going to do so many things here. We're going to have, have all so the much We're going to do. Yeah, yeah. We were like so excited. And then I was like, just kidding. It's going to be nothing. It's a pandemic. Um, yeah. So figuring out the balance in between all of these things that we're doing and because you know like this year was the first year that I went back to doing a couple of conferences which was nice I didn't do any in 2019 like I did no speaking gigs so I was like I can't even with the with life right now but life is starting to taper off or we get an understanding of forecasting and I'm a big forecasting person where I can try to understand how to balance the funnels the income streams but also balance mom life things which I feel like I'm never gonna fit that that bubble of all the other the, the moms in this area I just yeah, I mean that's why they're friends with me because they know I'm not like them they're like I'm friends with you because you a mess I'm like same uh <laughs> but also I was watching on point which we, I think we may have talked about last episode but it was interesting to watch the parents because they their lives revolve around their kids or if they're yeah. busy people they hire like you know they have babysitters or a nanny or whatever to have these kids who have really high uh, like scheduled lives and I feel like because we do have an only child that the thing is to get her in things and have her busy because she needs that social simulation but also she has interests her interests are yes. so uh there's a variety of interests there and so she was in dance and she wasn't you know several types of dance and now she's in at home in music theater and 4-H and all that stuff so once the world opens back up and she's back in school she's at such a big age where sports and stuff like mm-hmm. going back to that will also be a part of that balance and figuring yes, that stuff out definitely. and figuring that out. So that, and I mean, obviously we've been married for 95 years. I feel like I, the good thing about <laughs> that, <laughs> the good thing about when you're married for a hundred years or whatever, you know, like you, you understand each other enough where the balance, and that's not always like things could change. Like either one of us could get an illness, something could happen that can change that. Right. Mm-hmm. Before right now, for the things that have changed for us, even the pandemic, it didn't really affect our moving relationship. It was more like, like, okay, we have all these moving parts. Let's figure out how to better schedule them out or like yeah. do better at that. So for like, that's also like something that I think about, like, how do I be? So just balancing like our, like we, we want to do more like trips and stuff and be like, let's do a weekend where we go blah 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 and have her stay with whomever like we'll fly her to kentucky and hang out with her friend like our friend there and then fly somewhere else. you know what i mean yeah like you have so many friends all over like fly to dc and leave her with me 
and then you guys can jump on the train and go to New York. So bye. and we have friends to do that, and it works out. That sounds so fun. Yeah, I get to be like a mom for a weekend, and then that's it. Yeah, my friend, you know, she's from California, and her and her husband know they only because they love travel. That's their passion is traveling. They love traveling, and when you have that passion, despite you being parents, obviously they're a good parent. And they had a younger daughter, so it's different. But when she was really little, they'd be like. We're going to go to Hawaii. We're going to stop in LA, drop uh-huh. her off with grandma, and then go to yeah. Hawaii for a weekend. Yeah. There's something where, like, there's I think no... it's so beautiful and admirable when parents, like, still are people outside of being a parent. And, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to say it's something someone has to do because I can't speak to how hard being a parent truly is. But I will just say that when I see people that still take time for their passions, like and then they're also a parent I am in awe and I'm super inspired and that makes me want to be a parent more because that's the type of parent I want to be because I mean you and I have talked about this before but at a certain point your children grow up and you still have to like have yourself in there and not just be you know a parent because you're a a whole person yeah and it's also the privilege of having thus far a child who doesn't have great needs like she doesn't have great medical needs she doesn't have uh, you know, developmental issues that and require really more sacrifice. Very well behaved, and you know, um, I'm sure that helps a lot too. And that can always, again, you never know what the world yep. can bring you. Yeah. It can all change at a drop of a dime. We're not. Yeah, you like know, I mean, we've said before, like our parents didn't necessarily get that opportunity because they were single parents and you know, single moms, and like they didn't really have as much of a chance to continue to do their passions and that sort of thing. So I think that's why it hits like so hard to me that I'm like, I always tell my mom now, I'm like, stop trying to make things about the three of us. We're all grown. Like, go do you like, do whatever. My mom is like, like that. she's like, I'm an empty nester. I'm like, yeah, girl, but yeah, I'm, like, I'm always like, do whatever you want to do. And like, you know, I support you in that. I'm like, even if it's not this, like, of course, like I understand if it's different than the stuff you did, you know, 30 years ago, because that's, you know, you're different now. So I'm like, find, find what lights you up now and do it. So she's getting into like knitting now. That's like her thing. And it's funny. Cause I asked her to knit like five years ago and she straight up, like got mad at me and yelled at me and was like, I am not an old woman. I'm not going to be out here knitting, blah, blah, blah. And I tried nicely to explain to her like Bobby knits, like my friend Bobby knits. Like I have my friend who is an artist, Aaliyah, she knits like, I'm like young people knit, but like, or crochet or whatever, but she was livid. But now I think she, cause she's on the internet now. So she was like, Oh, young people doing it. So she's like getting into that now. So that's her new hobby. And she's always like buying up yarn. And she's like, what do you think of this color? What do you think of that? So I'm just like, but whatever it is, I'm like travel. She started to travel more, you know, so obviously your mom is your mom like has like you know she's gotten i will say from like an outside perspective her evolution as yeah, a in the past, like, person 10 years. letting go yeah she's done such a good job of like having to like do stuff by herself which i'm sure i mean was it's not, not her, by herself her <laughs> i mean you know like you know what i mean but like yeah. for her to like travel you know what i mean like get on a plane from one place herself. by herself yeah. it's like but then she'll meet somebody but like, just her doing that would be drive like and th- this is again big you're right it's big progress i will drive her to the airport i will drop her off i will make sure she has all her things has her ids has her um like n- nausea medication for the plane and then it's like I will be in contact with my brother and I'll be like, all right, she's on. Like, she'll text us when she, when the plane, 
goes up, we'll all follow the plane. And then my brother has to be there at the airport when she gets, cause she would, there is no way my mom could like get off at JFK and then get to my brother's house. She would not be able to handle it, which is funny. Cause like my brother never picks me up from the airport. Like, why would he? It's like, it's fine. I'll just see you at your house, you know? Uh, but like with my mom, it's like, they have to get as close as possible because it's like, she gets off the plane and she's like, now what? <laughs> so it's definitely, and it's, I don't know how we learned all that. I'm like, how, like, I look at my brothers and I'm like, how do we learn all this stuff? I'm she didn't teach us any of this. I don't understand. <laughs> That's what I feel about when I travel and I have to like, when I'm in New York and I, my ter- I was terrified of riding the subway. Cause I was like, I never rode the subway or rode the bus. I still won't ride a bus. Like girl, don't get me on a bus. I'm going to get lost. I will not ride a bus in another place. I thought about it in Philly for half a second and was like, nah, I'll just walk. I walked. Um, <laughs> so, but like, I was like, I'm so nervous about getting on the subway and I'm going to go from like Brooklyn to Manhattan. I'm going to die. I'm like ridiculous. I'm going to lose my life. And it was fine. I figured it out and I ride the subway yeah. like a pro. It was wild to me. Yeah. That might like, that's something that my mom I just studied, would not I do. Studied, uh, like the first time I went to New York beforehand, I studied the map. And so I literally knew like again I've never been there but new from a map which if you like New York is one of those places that you can actually just study a map and if you get there you're going to be able to navigate so I knew that and then I actually because I didn't want to be like lost in the moment I actually navigated from our hotel to a lot of the different places that we were going to be going and kind of mapped out I'm I sometimes with trips I can be like really a lot and so I mapped out like all right we'll take this train here and blah blah, blah and so on and so forth and then at like after that trip because we did have friends that kind of came down um from Milltown area and like hung out with us for part of the trip and during that I didn't have to plan anything and that's when I realized like yeah, you can have a general idea, but like, you don't actually need to have like a paper that has like get off, you know, here and then like jump on the seat. And then, like, you don't, it doesn't have to, like, it's not that serious. Like you just figure it out in the moment. It's really not, you know, the, like when, it, when we went to London, didn't study the tube at all. I was just like, I'll just figure it out in the moment. And that's what I did. It <laughs> so it's like, I, I, I was kind of the opposite where like I over-prepared and I was like, Oh, pull back, like relax a little bit. It's not that serious. And I remember we, we got to Boston and we were looking for the entrance to the tea and could not find it. We were coming off the train and I just found the nearest black girl. And I was like, Hey, um, I'm coming in from, you know, Orlando and I have no idea where the tea is. Uh, to catch it to you know Cambridge area and she's like yeah just follow me and so like we just followed her and then like 10 minutes later she was like all right just head down that way to the right and I was like all right thanks it was just very easy and chill so you know just uh just get out there and do stuff but not now (laughs) in six months when when we're all safe in the summer I like let's all like talk about travel plans the only other thing that I'm gonna be like personal goal I'm focused on this year is just finishing the novel um I'm at a point now where like I have the whole story like done I know everything that's happening but I need to actually just do a little bit more research to add in like very specific details because I'm writing about like it's based in a place that I don't live um and there's, yeah, I totally get there's that. I get that. going on in it that um like that I know about but you know you want to get everything like really specifically perfect so that's what I'm doing now it's kind of like I have like the base of the story but I'm going in and like perfecting those details and and really because I want this you know I think with when you're a good writer like you create a scene where it feels like oh it feels like I'm there like I feel that like I understand the details it's set the mood that sort of thing so I'm going back and kind of doing that for different areas that I've kind of you know maybe like wrote out like okay this is what's going to happen 
but like haven't painted that picture yet. So I'm going back in and basically painting those pictures. So I, I, I can think relate. I will be done by the end of the year. And I'm going to start like sharing more of the process because I, let's be real, I'm going to be in winter and have nothing else to do. So <laughs> I'll start sharing yeah. more of the process on Instagram. I can really, during NaNo, um, the thing that I wrote about, like I said, it's a very, like it's three specific events that happened in a certain place that are very similar. Like, but it happened in real, like these are things that happened in real life. So I had to Wikipedia, like what the weather was like, when did it start, when did it end, like what was going on? Like it was so much real life research of being like, what was this area like? What was open in this area? Like what was the street? You know, it was so much crazy research. So I like hats off to people who write about real life things or places that are real places and not like made up googly land where you can create your own rules because it's like it's hard (laughs) you have to research so much stuff so like trigger warning because i'm going to say something about jk rowling so before i had ever gone to edinburgh scotland i thought that jk rowling was like the most brilliant person on earth because she had painted this picture anybody who's read the novels like even if you hate her which i do like it's this world is beautiful. But then I went to Edinburgh, Scotland and I'm like, Oh, she literally just wrote about this city. Like she didn't invent any, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause coming as from an American or even like a lot of like people in the UK, a lot of Brits, they haven't gone to Edinburgh, Scotland. Like it's not very uncommon to meet like people in the UK who've not been, you know, to Edinburgh. So it's like, I'm thinking like, Oh my gosh, like the detail, the like, oh, how did she think this up? What a brilliant mind. Like, this is what I'm thinking, reading these books for, you know, 20 years. And then I go there and I'm like, she literally is just like telling you about this area and she lived there. So it's not like she was there every single day and sit like she, like I've been to the places that she was when she was writing. And so it's like, oh, so she's sitting in this cafe and she's just describing literally that scene that I'm looking at right now. And like, yeah, she described it in good detail or whatever, but it's like, it's, it wrote itself in that sense. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it is a beautiful captivating city. It's one of my favorite cities on earth. And that's where she pulled a lot of the inspiration for certain parts of the book in certain areas. And some of them were like, some things were London based as well, but it's like, when you go to the places, you're like, Oh, well that like, these are amazing places. And, and she just basically took that inspiration and like wrote about it. So it's just interesting because it's not like it's this like magical made up thing. It's literally just like, I mean, literally like Hogwarts Castle is based off of the castle in Edinburgh. And when you look at it, it's literally sitting up in volcanic rock the way that like Hogwarts is elevated over a lake. Like this is elevated over water as well. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's like she she just literally just looked at the city and was like, I'm going to write about this. Um, So it's interesting because I feel like she didn't have to do as much like researching and um world building and just pulling from her mind that I thought that she had to um so yeah do with that do what you want but for me it tells me like okay like maybe we can all write better than uh what we thought especially if you're writing about a place that doesn't exist if you're writing about a a world that truly doesn't exist and you're pulling that from your mind that's amazing or if you're writing about a place that maybe you haven't been to or that you're not super familiar with and you're doing that research like just be encouraged by knowing that one of the best-selling authors ever like didn't even really do much, but just write about the scene. She was like literally looking at outside. So <laughs> it's, it was, t- I'm telling you girl, it was a mind F-U-C-K because I was just like, Oh, this is, she did not make the, like, this is just right here. <laughs> it's just like right in front of me. All right. 
Let like, me tell you, the unfolding JK Rowling episode of this podcast that's going to be on Patreon next year, whoo, thriving, thriving. Whoo, it's going to be great. Girl, it's going to be great. I have all from a business standpoint, there's so much to learn from the unraveling of her and also Chimamanda as well. Girl, you ain't, you're not, you're not either well, like getting away from this. And like, we will discuss this in detail. Rowling didn't even come up with like, Harry is like the most common name in the UK, right? Like, we have a like there's a prince harry but there's a, a street called potter row so she didn't even like really come up with the name of the main character it was just like right there like she lived by when potter we row. are done with this i'm gonna send you a picture we've been playing charades also a benefit of having a child that can read is they can play charades um and i will show you what my daughter did for harry potter as someone who did oh, not ever oh my gosh do I'm harry potter excited. like she's never seen it she doesn't really know but yeah. i'm gonna send you the i'm excited other than that you guys you've been here you checked in i'm so glad you're spending the last of 2020 with us at the beginning of your 2021 i'm excited about your new goals i really want to hear about people's goals i really you know let's all share let's all push each other in like a healthy nice you know gentle way to make 2021 better than 2020 was like we still have some control over our lives to an extent so what we can control that's what we're going to focus on you know yeah we can control being good people if your goal is to be a little bit more input maybe 2020 you weren't as empathetic as you wanted to be which is like i we're not in a place to judge you and i think that's what we kind of i hope have been alluding to this year is that we can't judge people we can just gently say it's not for me to move on Mm -hmm. but if that was you in 2020 where you kind of didn't feel a certain way maybe in 2021 you want to turn over a new leaf or maybe your eyes have been opening to more injustices etc let's let's do it do it do it there's so many resources um glennon dole who i i really didn't know much about has her books are really great in opening Mm -hmm. people's eyes up into like turning over a new leaf so to speak as a person and kind of looking beyond just yourself, but also developing yourself as well. So I'm excited about a new year of podcasting Mm. six years. We're going to do some cool stuff. You won't be here. I'm going to be real sad. It's wild too, because I know that like, you know, I think this around this time last year, we were talking about how we really wanted 2020 to be the year that we, because we, you know, we have been podcasting for a very long time before everyone and their mom had a podcast and we've been, running pretty like consistently throughout for the most part, especially this year. Um, And we had talked about how this year we really wanted to get out and talk to the people because one thing that always blows my mind is we have a very large following and I don't ever look at the numbers because that's something that Angelica does. Um, And it is, is very stressful to me. I've talked about how I have general anxiety disorder on this podcast before. So it's like stressful to me to know too often or to like think about too much because I just come on here and it's like casual. I'm just talking to one of my best friends. We're doing the stuff that we, we used to have really organized talks before this podcast existed. Like we, I would bring a notebook and we would like, you know, hash out things and, and figure out stuff about our businesses and stuff like that. So it's just a continuation of those real life conversations we had. And now we just bring in in other experts and stuff and get to ask them questions too, which is awesome. So I don't think about the fact, I love that we have followers because a lot of them have connected with us this year and that's been awesome, but I don't like to think about it as a number because it gets to be like, Oh my God, that's like stressful. That's overwhelming. But um, we did want to be able to connect with some people in person this year. And so kind of looking at the numbers last year, I, I look at them probably like what every like four months or something. Um, and looking at the numbers, we were like, oh, we should go to these areas. So we had certain cities that we were wanting to go to and wanting to do like live um, episodes. And so obviously that is not something that we got to do this year, but I'm hoping that with my move will mean that 
um, we have a base that's up north because I think a lot of our listeners are up north. Um, and so we'll have a base up there for hopefully the second half of the year, maybe coming up, doing an episode in DC, maybe doing an episode in Philly, doing an episode in New York, and maybe coming back down and doing one in Orlando as well. So fingers crossed we get this virus under control and, you know, nothing is ever going to be normal again. Nothing was ever normal before, but we can really all work together to try to make things better. And I'm just excited to be, hopefully be able to connect with people and hug people in person in 2021. So fingers crossed to me hugging you if you're listening, if you want to be hugged. Yes. Thank you guys for the reviews, the fu- the Instagram follows, the tags, all the stuff you've been doing. And I, we can't wait to continue in 2021 and continue to uh, evolve and be great and do all the things that we hopefully put in positive vibes out there that we can be in person at least one time, even if yeah. it's like a Christmas show. Yes. That is the hope. So see you guys on the other side of 2021. If you're already there, good for you. Um, yeah. We'll see you. We'll catch up to you. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next time. And Christmas will be from be recording from somewhere else. So. Yeah. All right, guys. See you next week. Cheers to the new year.